thank you for listening to Papercut Podcast, bringing you evocative interviews with local creatives every week from hometown heroes to hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place to see live music in Winnipeg for over 30 years. Welcome to Papercut Podcast and our Quick Cuts series. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelcheck, and we're here with Elise Roller. Please tell us what you've been up to since we talked to you last. Oh, man. Years ago. <laughs> been, yeah, a long time now. What have, that's been a very long time. Uh, well, I'm not playing. I don't know if I was still in my band back then. I think I was. Yes. But yeah. Okay. So that's, we're not doing that anymore. And surprisingly, it feels really good. Um, I like tried being a musician for you know, like a career musician for so long. And uh, I always thought that if I quit, I'd be really mad at myself, but I actually have like sincerely been enjoying my life. Um, so I definitely think we made the right decision there. Um, and uh, I'm still working at Manitoba Music. So that's the same. Um, a lot less travel lately with it since uh, we're in the pandemic. And um, I also, like, back in September, I haven't, like, publicly launched this. This is probably, like, my first public admission that uh, I started a management company uh, called Misfit Music Management. And uh, that's, you know, it's uh, a slow go at the moment because there's not a lot to do. But um, hoping that that'll turn into something eventually someday. Congratulations. Yeah. So uh, not in the band currently, but promoting. So we had like, what's that all about? um, Four songs that we had recorded and had always intended to release. Um, Like before we broke up, we were going to make an EP and put that out there. Um, We ended up only releasing a couple singles. So we have these four songs just sitting there. Um, And then Ian was like, well, we might as well release them. He's like, he's laid off because of the pandemic and he had time to kind of sort everything out and put it up online and uh, get it ready to go. So yeah, we're, we are going to release new material um, and there's no pressure to tour it. So it's kind of great. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Are you worried about the pressure of the songs doing well and how that's going to affect your decision to not be part of that project? No, I like, I've thought about it and I was like, Oh, I wonder if I should, you know, hop online and submit it to a whole bunch of playlists and stuff. And like, like, I don't really want to, it seems like such a chore for me now. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, I always thought that if I released something, I'd be like wanting to do it the right way. And, uh, so I don't know. I, I mean, if they like mysteriously blew up somehow because they got into the right ears, uh, I don't know if we would like actually start up anything again. I'd just be like, yeah, cool. I'm glad you like my tunes. Give us money. <laughs> yeah, give us money. Give us all of that like point zero 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 whatever cent per stream. So are, uh, are the songs just going online or did you already have uh, some physical copies of them recorded? Um, no, we're just going to put them up. They'll just be on all the major streaming platforms. So they'll be on Spotify, they'll be on Apple, 
uh, Amazon, wherever you listen to music. Um, we're not doing any physical copies because it's really expensive to manufacture. And if we're not doing shows, I don't know how we're going to sell them. <laughs> right. Yeah. That makes Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool. Like I, I actually, when I listened to them, it did make me, it made me miss the band a little bit. Cause I was like, Oh, these are such good tunes and it's so fun to perform. Um, but yeah, not enough, not enough to really like give me the kick in the butt that I need to dive in again. Yeah. So you're taking more of a mentorship role, which we've heard, well, maybe not on the podcast, but me personally has heard a lot of your name, sorry, your name coming up a lot in terms of a mentor and somebody who's more in a leadership role than a performing role. Right. Yeah. And like, I honestly love it. Like the way I'm using my energy now is um, like, I can identify so hard with artists that are out there and are struggling to navigate the industry. And it's so crazy. And um, I don't know, I'm not so far removed from being an artist that, you know, I've forgotten how vulnerable you feel. Um, so I love it. I love sort of taking all of the things that I've learned um, and I guess all the mistakes that I made and switching those to teach people um, how to avoid those mistakes or just like really to give themselves a little bit of a break. Cause I think like artists are inherently like pretty tough on themselves. Um, and I don't know, sometimes I call myself like a musician therapist because a lot of times when people meet with me, it's just like them kind of melting down about how hard everything is and me just sort of being like, this is normal and it's okay. And just like, be proud of every moment you step on stage or like every time one person comes and says, you're amazing, like take that for what it's worth. Um, Cause I, I wish like when I had been doing it, I wish that I had really like lived in those moments a little bit harder and realized like, I guess like when you're in it, when you're a musician and you're working in the scene, um, getting up and playing a stage seems like you're like everybody else is doing it, but it's not actually true. Like even getting a gig at like a small venue, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. And I know how hard I worked just to start playing those venues regularly. So I just like to encourage artists and, and just remind them like they're doing this cause they love it. And like every milestone like big or small is like something worth celebrating. That's awesome. And also yeah. considering like uh, the like care and empathy that's coming. And I'm not saying that men aren't capable of it, but also having a woman in the industry where you can have a female mentor is something that's pretty special too. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I know. I feel, I kind of feel like the, the mother hen of, of uh, the Manitoba music industry. I care so much about, all the, all the little baby musicians. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I don't know, I, I guess maybe women, I don't want to generalize things, but we have a different way of um, identifying with people. And um, I think I'm a little, I used to be a lot more like business, 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 but like as I get into the business further, um, I do care a lot more about like, artists well-being and I know that I didn't really take care of myself a lot and and so when I am mentoring I want them to know like that should come first like 
your your life and your relationships and all of those things like you shouldn't really be sacrificing those you know for your music career you should be working hard but it's uh yeah I guess it I, I don't know if that has to do with being a woman or not but no well I mean and I'm not saying that it's directly related to being a woman but again you also said like st- taking a step away from the the business side of things you know, that, that also is a hard thing to do and to click into those like emotional relationships with your artists when you're supposed to be a boss. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So as the mother hen of, uh, of the Manitoba music scene, I'm being so involved. <laughs> well, and then a lot of people use you as a, a point of contact. What are some of the things, um, that people during, during COVID have been approaching you about and what is some of the advice that you've been giving to artists? Um, a lot of people just come to me just like wondering how to move forward and like what's going to happen um, in terms of like, you know, what's the tour market going to look like and what's the live market going to look like. And um, they're asking like, what should I be doing now? Like, what should I be doing on, like, should I be doing live streaming? Should I be doing this? You know, um, I think artists always go into like panic mode and they're like, they they're some of the smartest hardest working people in the world so they'll like always try to pivot and just like you know work with whatever cards are dealt and so a lot of people are just sort of asking about how to do that um and honestly like one of the things that I've been saying to a lot of artists is like yeah like it is a time when you can sort of you know get your shit together like get your papers in order like start making band agreements, um, like doing all of that admin work that you didn't have the time to do before because you were so busy writing and recording and playing shows and touring. Um, that's one thing you can do. Um, and honestly, like I, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but like, I'm really friggin' sick of like seeing like live streaming and I'm sorry to anyone out there who's doing it, but it's like, everybody's doing it. Even people who weren't like playing shows actively before are doing it because it's so readily available and I just think it's super oversaturated um so like me personally I I don't think like there's any race to get out there and do like live streaming concerts I think if you have an awesome con gonna be super interesting and like that's where you want to put your time and energy that you should do that on the other side I think that there's so many artists out there that are working like a part-time job while doing their music. Um, and they never really have time for themselves. And one of the things I've said is like, just, just take this pause and like breathe for a little bit and like you can create and you can feel inspired or you can just like literally sit on the couch and like play solitaire and like do something that you never have time to do Um, because eventually everything is going to pick back up and it's going to get so crazy and you're going to wish that like you had relaxed when you had the chance like this is a giant pause button and I think it's just important like it's just important to do what what you feel like in this moment like no one's ever taught us how to how to deal with this situation so I just think you know um I just I don't personally believe that artists should feel really pressured to do a whole bunch of things right now. I think it's a really good time to take a breather. That's some very interesting advice. And I also I do agree with some of the live streaming things that in your your evening you're just getting these this person started live stream, this person started live stream. 
But I did find actually that um, there's one person in Winnipeg that I've never seen live and they said they were doing a live stream. I was like, whoa, that's actually different. Like them actually doing a show. But if you're just going up and fumbling through it, it might not be the best choice. Yeah, like if you're just like sitting on your couch with an acoustic guitar, like playing songs, to me, I'm like, I don't know, like, like you don't book a show to do that. But if you're going to do something really creative or um, I don't know, like maybe you play in like this like crazy loud rock band and you would never do something acoustic and then you decide to do that. But like, I don't know, like put some plants around you or make it look cool at least. Like, (laughs) be as as creative with your live stream as you are with your music, because that's why you're an artist, you know? Like, my dad, my dad plays guitar, and he can sing, but, like, he's not an artist. (laughs) Oh? (laughs) (laughs) You won't listen to this, it's fine. He's, I mean, you know, he's not, that's not, that's not his job, right? Like, he, uh, you know, he could go and, like, play some songs he wrote on a live stream, but, like, you know, what makes an artist an artist is like being creative about how you deliver your music. Right. right. So have you had any time to slow down or have you been pretty much uh, steadily busy? Yeah. Can you take your own advice? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I wish I could. It's actually like super. It's like the queen of do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> totally. A hundred percent. Like I'm releasing music and I'm not even trying like no I actually like it's weird because the nature of my job is like industry development um so I don't really get a break because I'm trying to like you know stay active and and understand the way things that are changing and to do a lot of research and to take part in like national and international meetings and uh, webinars that are um, talking about, you know, the future and how to deal with this during COVID. Um, So honestly, like, I feel in a way, like, my job feels busier. And that's mostly because like 70% of my friends aren't working and they're just like texting me all day. Um, So it feels busier because everyone else has time. Um, I think it's like pretty much the same workload. It's just different. Um, it's not as exciting. Like the things that I really loved about my job was like meeting people face to face and like going to events and networking and building relationships, um, and traveling with it and, and like representing Manitoban artists all over. Um, but now I'm just like behind a computer screen all day. So it's just like, ugh, (laughs) it's like the one part of my job that is like not the best, but, um, but everyone's in the same boat. So yeah, I mean, I'm still working exactly the same. And then, you know, in the evenings and on the weekends, um, (laughs) I'm, I'm working on the new business. Exactly. So, uh, so no, I, um, I'm not taking a pause. (laughs) So let's talk about, uh, the new business and what, how that came about and that decision to move forward. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I like guiding all artists, all of them, but like every so often there's those ones that like really catch your eye and, and, um, you know, with my day job, like people come to my door, I give them a bunch of advice, they leave and then they do whatever with it. And like a lot of times they take it and I'm like, Oh, I told them to do that. Yay. You know, (laughs) but like, 
um, I don't know, like for me, I always want to be part of a journey. And when I see like an artist that I truly believe in, um, it's, it's hard for me to like walk away, um, knowing, like knowing that I can help them. Like I, I wouldn't w work with an artist unless I knew exactly what I should do with them. Uh, so silence kit was that band for me. And I had had my eye on them for like a while and like, I don't know, probably a year or two ago, um, I like turned to my partner and I was like, I'm thinking of managing these guys someday. And he was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just like, I don't think now's the time. Um, but then like in, in September, um, I saw like they had a lot of things coming up. Um, and it just, it just kind of felt right. Um, so we had talked and I would do this. Um, I'm all in and, uh, and so like, I basically launched Misfit Music Management, like registered it, it as a business so that I could represent them under that, that brand and that name. Um, but like the ultimate goal eventually is to, you know, to add more people to my roster. But right now um, I love Manitoba music and I'm not ready to leave. So I can only manage so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, I guess that was a, a way for me to manage silence kit and look super profesh. Yeah. What kind <laughs> of, uh, yeah. what kind of things catch your eye? Like what about them caught your eye and what things, like what sort of projects would you be looking to add to that roster in the future? Yeah, it's a good question. I I've actually like thought a lot about it and it, it kind of has to do with the name of my company, like misfit. Um, because I think that the question that I would ask any artist who would want to work with me is I'd say, what makes you different? What makes you different than every other artist that's, that does what you do? Because for me, I think it's like, it's a big thing about uniqueness. And, um, I mean, you've seen silence kit. It's like, I don't know. I don't, there, there are a lot of different like artists that you can be like, Oh, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, Oh, it's kind of like the kills or whatever. Um, but it's its own thing. And, um, you know, the, the stage performance is unreal. It's like quirky music. I can't quite put my finger on where it belongs, but it could belong in so many places all at the same time. So it's really easy. Like it's a really easy package. Um, to sell essentially because I mean if you're managing a band it's a business and you have a product to sell and the band is that product so um that's what I'm looking for is like mainly uniqueness uh, authenticity like one thing about silence kid is like uh Mino, the lead singer is like she's so crazy on stage and she just lets loose but it's it's totally <laughs> like that's just how she is and it's interesting because like in real life she's actually like she's kind of like soft-spoken and shy and and then she gets on stage and she just becomes this like other version of herself and uh it's awesome because like she does something different every time so I don't know there's no real like formula and there's no um particular genre that I'm looking for I just like really need to be blown away and I need to know that other people are going to be equally as blown away and I need to know that it's it's not competing with everything else that's out there. 
Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, what are their head-to-head competition? Nothing really, right? They just got their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I've, I've got one more question. Yeah, go for it. Wrap this up. Um, so now that you've had a lot more experience in artist management, uh, now you're dipping your toes into it a lot more full-time, what is uh, some advice that you would give to uh, soul hounds? If I was managing soul hounds, what a tricky uh, question. Oh man. I would say go on tour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, get along with each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it was interesting um, earlier that you said that you're working on like, now's the time to get your like uh, artist contracts in line and all of those things like really I mean paying attention to the business part of it right yeah yeah and and honestly like soul hounds we we really like the I the advice to soul hounds would be like only do it if you love it and I think that um to be honest that there you know there were a few of us that felt uh like it was a little bit too much of a chore. I, I think maybe all of us felt a little bit like that. So I don't know if I, I guess the best advice I would give is like, if you don't absolutely love what you're doing, then just stop doing it. Um, because it's like the music business is like, it's, it's honestly like playing the lottery and like every opportunity you get and every stage that you step on and every song that you release, it's like buying another ticket, but like you could be the best at what you do but unless like something blows up or you, it gets into the hands of the right person at the right time, like you might never get to the place you envision. So I just think it's really, really, really important to love what you're doing. Otherwise you're doing it for the wrong reasons. That's well, fantastic advice. That's great advice. And yeah. also Transit 22 just showed up on a live stream. <laughs> <laughs> That's Finley's dad. <laughs> just, just started a live stream. That's, that's my yeah. son's dad. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. It's a great way to wrap it up. Yeah. I gotta go, yeah, Lise. I gotta go watch it. <laughs> okay, you go enjoy that. I'll let him know that uh, we name dropped him in this podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Elise, uh, for taking the time to sit down with us tonight. And. Thank, Thank you, you for, for cutting, cutting with, with us, us on Paper, Paper Cut, Cut Podcast. Podcast. Thanks. Thanks.